welcome to the Film at Lincoln Center podcast. On today's Daily NYFF 61 edition, director Yorgos Lanthimos and Emma Stone join us for a conversation about the North American premiere of Bleat, a spotlight selection in this year's festival with NYFF artistic director Dennis Lim. Lanthimos and Bleat star Emma Stone have worked together before in NYFF selections, but never in black and white on a remote Greek island with a herd of goats. In this entrancing, wordless collaboration, Stone gives a mesmerizing performance as a young widow who, along with her late husband, played by Damien Bonnard, embarks on a singularly unclassifiable journey through sex, death, and resurrection. Showing for the first time since its Athens premiere last year and designed never to be presented with a recorded soundtrack, this unique 35mm screening of the silent film featured live accompaniment by an ensemble of musicians and a choir performing pieces by Johan Sebastian Bach, Knut Neistat, and Toshio Hosokawa. To learn more and get tickets for this year's New York Film Festival, visit filmlink.org. Enjoy this conversation with Yorgos Lanthimos and Emma Stone. Thank you to both of you for this very special evening. Thank you for having us. I just wanted to remind people that, you know, Emma is, of course, a member of, of SAG, which is still on strike. Um, we have, uh, as I mentioned in the introduction, an interim agreement which covers this film. So we're going to restrict our conversation to Bleat today. Thank you. Go SAG. Iorgos, <laughs> let's just start by telling people how this came about. The, there is... Um, there's a project called the the artists on the composer um which is these organizations that i mentioned in the introduction the greek national opera um and the neon uh organization in athens putting together a contemporary artist with music with classical music so if you can tell us what what the assignment was here for you you always say everything i can't you know there's nothing <laughs> left for me to say so it was Neon and uh, the Greek National Opera that um, came up with the idea. Uh, and uh, it, it was just very exciting and challenging for me to to think, you know, ab about making something that it would in involve a film, but in its, you know, in its most uh, primitive kind of form, like a, just a silent... Uh, film, a narrative, or I don't know, maybe it's not a narrative, but um, yeah, just to, to to start from scratch and make something like really simple and elemental, and uh, and of course to have the opportunity to you know uh, uh, research music and listen to it, and on that we worked with Yorgos Komentakis, who's the director of the Greek National Opera. He would send me stuff. I would. Uh, listen and I'd react and you know then more stuff and I think uh, we decided on the music kind of in parallel with me coming up with the with the idea for what the film element might be uh, and it was only finalized I think in the edit I think I came up <laughs> I, I requested another piece of music because it just turn out a little longer than I expected. So, um, yeah. So you were working in, in parallel, like thinking about yes. the, the narrative and also pieces of music that would, would go with it. Can you tell us about some of the pieces that made it in? So it's, uh, it's two pieces by Toshio Hoshokawa, who's a Japanese uh, contemporary uh, composer. Uh, and there's like, a, 
interpretation of a Bach piece by Knut Nistet, the, the choir that you yeah. that was in the last part of the film. Uh, well, I guess maybe Jorgos should be here to say, speak more about the music. <laughs> That's all I can say about it. I want to hear from from both of you about what it was like to make a a silent film in the 2020s. <laughs> it was like a dream come true. If I never had to talk again, <laughs> I'd be thrilled. And so would a lot of other people. No, it was amazing. It was, it was so beautiful. This is also my first, I've now been to Greece many times, but this was my first time in Greece. We shot this in February of 2020, right before the pandemic, um, on Tinos. And uh, it was so beautiful, and, and knowing that there there wasn't any dialogue, and you just got to sort of you know live in the landscape of this incredible place um, was it was it was magical. I would like to make more short films that are silent, please. <laughs> Thank you. I have to ask him. It's on the record now, so. Thank you. You can make Write features that are silent. Okay. Right. <laughs> Even better. Clap if you like that idea. Okay. <laughs> we'll do it. Once the strike is over. And Yorgos, for you, I mean, working with, I guess, the vocabulary of silence, did it feel like a different language? Um, yeah, somewhat, yeah. I mean, you, you'd have, you had to think in a very different way, and that's, that's what was the, the, exci the exciting part of it, that um, you, you would think about, you know, time in a different way, and yeah, the, even, even coming up with... You know, one image after the other. Uh, you, it, it felt more free, and how you go about telling a story this way—it was just very freeing and, uh, um, yeah, refreshing to be able to think that way. I know you for all your films. You typically show your collaborators other films, not necessarily as direct reference points, but just for inspiration. And I'm wondering if there were silent films specifically that you were thinking about. For bleed, um, I guess uh, I had the in general. Mind. The general, yes, that was <laughs> one. Because of all my big stunts. Yeah, and we threw in a little bit of dryer in there, and um, uh, but uh, one uh, something that was quite an inspiration for me was like a, a documentary by Takis Kanelopoulos, a Greek filmmaker. Um, who made this documentary uh, about, uh, it's called Macedonikos uh, Gamos, Macedonian Wedding. Uh, and it, it, it was shot in the 50s, I think, or 60s. And it's, it is a black and white, really beautiful film. Uh, and it, uh, he filmed uh, the traditional uh, process of you know, marriage in the north of Greece. Uh, and there's, you know, imagery that is basically taken from that. There's a scene, you know, with a knife and a man dancing, uh, the hand kissing. But, you know, of course, we're doing it for a funeral here instead of a wedding. Uh, but it is uh, somehow a wedding as well. Um, <laughs> uh, so there's, there's uh, that, that, that uh, film was very inspiring to me and... Uh, visually and just as an atmosphere and um and then we worked also uh we looked at also traditional you know 
costumes and clothing and you know we try to do something contemporary with that so that you know the the film would have a kind of a no time no place kind of feel did you think of this as having a particular period or it was deliberately not I, 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 I would try to keep it open. I mean, there's like a you know contemporary car that you see and um, certain uh, objects in the house and all that that tells you it's a contemporary film. There's electricity. There's yeah. you know there's all that. Um, hmm? Your haircut, yeah, it's quite contemporary. Um, and uh, yeah, so I, it just you know it just lived in that space of. Um, some kind of uh, traditional process uh, and contemporary. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. Traditional. And contemporary. Emma, in, in terms of, to come back to, to silent cinema, I'm wondering if that was uh, kind of a reference point for you, just thinking about how you perform without spoken language. Like, you know, were you thinking about certain silent screen actors or performances or not so much? Buster no, Keaton. Because of the general reference. So I was like, Buster, Buster, Buster. No, I am. Um, no, I, I think, no, I'm, I'm being serious. I really do think it's, it's my favorite thing to do to not have to um, speak. I wish often that we could cut many lines of dialogue <laughs> because I think people can say, a lot more without speaking. I mean, sometimes they can say it with words, you know, like I, I like language or whatever, but um, <laughs> I also like not using language. Uh, so no, I, I don't know if there was any reference in particular. It's mostly just following along with the story. And then it's just kind of wonderful. And like he said, freeing to not be tied to to any dialogue or, or trying to get to any particular place with words. That's all. This, I haven't done this in a long time. I'm sorry. Pretty nervous. Can we talk about um, your the other your co-star, the other actor in the film? Yorgos, uh, you want to talk about casting Damien Bonnard? Yeah, Damien is just someone I always wanted to work with, and uh, I think he's an incredible actor. And now he, he, he we also worked with him in Poor Things. Uh, he has a small part there, and uh, he's in Tino's right now, I think, and he's having a good time. Well, he keeps going yeah. to Tino's. He just keeps he's going back to Tino's. Oh, yeah. He learned how to do pottery as well. It's incredible. Yeah. Did not know that part. Yeah. He's not very good, but, you know. Oh, my God. Don't say that on a stage. Say that backstage. Okay, sorry. He's great. It was a joke. And it's for sale on Etsy. <laughs> And you all get a 10% discount for being here tonight. Mm-hmm. We'll give you the code at the end of this. Anyway, he's great. <laughs> Very good at pottery. Okay, not I'm not. Take it back. They all get a discount. What kind of... <laughs> Sorry. I mean, you did go... What kind of... He's also bad at playing cards. Okay, and that's you know what? Okay. That actually is a fact. We did play poker while we were in Tinos, and he's not great at cards but he is great at pottery and acting um you mentioned the documentary um this macedonian wedding um documentary as as kind of a an inspiration were there others like i'm just curious how this 
particular narrative kind of took shape for you, Yorgos? No, it was um, it, it was it was quite different. Like like we mentioned before, because I I, I started to have music in my mind. I spent some time on Tinos. Um, I would just be inspired by the the, the place itself, the music, uh, and it was a much more uh, free association kind of process for me than you know coming up with a very uh, specific concept and then building on that. And um, so in, in in that regard, like I didn't like think of many other things. I rather try to um, just you know just allow myself to you know be free in how I associate things and um, come up with you know the story of this did the music inspire specific themes I'm, I'm wondering because I mean just looking at this piece thematically it seems like another work it seems like sex and death and reanimation might have been on your mind on my mind <laughs> <laughs> goats it's like nonstop every day. Goat. Hey, what's up? Calls me. Goats. What do you think? Yeah. I'm like, okay, still, this was three years ago. Death. Death. Uh -huh. Let's go. Okay. No, not an answer. Uh <laughs> <laughs> We're vamping. <laughs> we got to fill up the 20 minutes somehow. <laughs> it's a 30-minute film. How can we speak about it for? It's a 30-minute film with an equal-length Q&A. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, Thank you, Dennis. I have more questions. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have some notes there? <laughs> can we talk about shooting on film? Because well, that we can talk about. Because yes, we haven't, like. you know, we haven't Nobody had. Nobody cares, but <laughs> no, they do. They, I can talk about it. <laughs> We haven't had the opportunity to show a 35 millimeter print in this hall in a while. So it's the first time in the festival this year. So thank you for that. Yes. Keep it clean, the projector. The conception always to shoot. You shot on Super 16. We shot on Super 16, yeah. You have to talk about it. Oh, uh, we, we shot on Super 16, black and white. Um, <laughs> it looks great. Uh, we we blew it up on 35 and that's how we have the print to show you um yeah i mean i i always shoot on film i've only shot you know two films uh digitally in my life which i regret well, that's not always is it yeah no no which i regret okay and i'll hopefully never have to do it again um and the you know the fact that we're saying like this this is a you know, a work that is meant to be showed, you know, only with a with an orchestra, live music. And I thought it was very important also the film element to be alive somehow. So like projecting it and, you know, having this physical material that goes through the projector. And I, th I think it's, it's important and very much part of what this is. Uh, so that's why, you know, Apart from the fact that we, you know, love shooting on film, the fact that we're also projecting it on film is is quite important for the experience, I think. And in Athens, it was also kind of even more immersive because we had we we screened it at the Greek National Opera, so we we put a wooden box between the audience and we put the projector in. In the beginning, I was like, 
well, let's just leave the projector between people, and you know, it will be nice. They'll hear the sound of the of the print, so and then <laughs> the first re rehearsal, you couldn't hear the music. It was like <laughs> the whole time, and then we went like, well, maybe we should build a box and you know, cut some of the sound back and so we're able to hear the music so that's that's what we did but anyway it's i i think it's an important part of the experience you both talked about how working in you know with this sort of silent film language was was liberating i'm wondering if that was also the case working with the short form you know because pedro almodovar was here with a short film also in the festival he talked about how freeing it was to think about this as not something that needs to follow the rules of a of a feature film and you know even I mean, even a film that's bold and radical, even even you know your films have to follow certain conventions of their features, and they circulate a certain way. Um, well, this was this was incredible because the the crew was so small; it was you know like a very very intimate experience. So it felt like I wish all films could feel. I I mean, I'm not going to talk about anything we, we do outside of that. Film, no. um, but but we on this it was it was there were so few people uh, participating in each moment, um, just the very, very integral people. And it was incredible because, you know, and I don't know if that has to do with the short film format or, you know, the the way that we shot it, but um, that was like, I, I would love to do that forever. Silent forever, small crew forever, on Tino's. I'll do it with you if you want. And... I'd like a Red Bull. <laughs> but we've got to fly it in. There's one in the fridge. Okay. <laughs> All right, I'm going to just do one last question. Um, which, is, which we're not going to so answer. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, 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 no. We, we, we are actually out of time. We need media training <laughs> when paired. <clears throat> this was actually great because um, I do want to ask you to speak about, you know, your without necessarily referring to specific films and roles to <laughs> your that's going to be very tricky Dennis. to your no to your dynamic and your collaboration which i think is 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 very what we've never worked before together what do you mean who is that scorsese yeah. <laughs> no no you are you <laughs> i think that does sum it up actually <laughs> That is Martin Scorsese, right? Emma and Yorgos, thank you so much. Thank, thank you, you so much for having us. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.